And now, the Whole Story Podcast. What is your best golf shot that you've ever had? Oh, this is easy. We were playing in an old pal match. It was on hole 17. We were down one going into 17. Guy was popping on us. He hits it to two feet for a three-two. Um, I'm also popping. And I have about 135 yards out. I was in the trees. There was a small little window. And I took a 48 degree, went right through the hole, two hopped in the hole for a 2-1 to take the match to 18. All right, welcome to another edition of the Whole Story Podcast. We're we're live and on location, Jonathan. Deuces. This is number 22. We are live at Linrick, where I cut my teeth on playing golf. This is where, when Jonathan and I first uh, met and started hanging out a long time ago, one of the courses we came to all the time, yep. public track here in Columbia, South Carolina. We're excited to be here today to play a little golf. Uh, but recap over the weekend, how about Victor Hovland? Crushed Listen, it on Sunday. The whole time, I, I rewatched the whole back nine on whatever day it was. I wasn't at work. Let's pretend I wasn't at work. Um, and I just, like, the whole time, you're thinking, this isn't going to happen. And then it did, even though I already knew it was going to happen. Uh, the other guys were playing just as well. I thought Rory, if he had hit that eagle, that would have been, like, that would have maybe changed the momentum. But, yeah, uh, we're going to try that on the back nine today. Yeah, not sure how it's going to work. We're not going to have 12 threes on our round. Right. Maybe combined, all of us. <laughs> but, anyway, we've got a great guest. We'll tell you more about him as we uh, as we play. We are alive and in living color out here at the Linrick Golf Course with my once mortal enemy and now good friend John Job. Uh, John Job, uh, for those of you who don't know, he's pretty famous. He hails from the volunteer state. Uh, once he was actually voted best golf dressed uh, in uh, UT. And uh, I believe he's uh, today, you said number 80? Yeah. Number 80 for number of rounds for the year. So not a bad start. Got a few to catch up with. But uh, John, you obviously play a lot of golf. Uh, when did this all start? Were you like two years old? No, so it really started in about middle school. I uh, played baseball growing up and wanted to do something in the fall. So didn't really want to play football. Our team was terrible. So went into golf so I could do it myself. So that's what, like 10, 15 years? Is that right, give or take? Uh, about 25 <laughs> now. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, yeah, my dad's... My dad loved the game. He actually had a goal to play golf in all 50 states. And so he would take us on a lot of golf trips. And then uh, we just picked it up at the home course and started playing. Well, that lends itself to a question then. How many states have you played golf in? 47. 47? Holy yeah. crap. I didn't think we were going to get that high. <laughs> 47. So, well, okay. Well, wait, let's, what, whole, what states have you not played golf in? Alaska, Washington, and Oregon. Washington and Oregon is doable, right? Yeah. Like, so. Yeah. Man, which one was your favorite state so far besides Linrick Golf Course in South Carolina? It's honestly still South Carolina. Is it? Yeah. Uh, Kiwa Ocean Course holds a special place in my heart. Right. I've been going for the last eight years with a group of guys. We started with eight, we went to 12, and now this year we're at 16. Which one of the courses is your favorite down there? Oh, the Ocean Course. Ocean Course? Yeah. Uh, we played all of them. We played Turtle, Osprey, Cougar, and Oak. But, I mean, the Ocean Course is just something special. All right. So, for those of you who don't know, because we haven't interviewed him yet, John also travels some internationally. So, how many how many countries have you played in now? 
played in three countries okay. um, outside the United States. Last year, went went over to some of the practice rounds at St. Andrews. Had a miserable time getting there. Missed our tea time at Kings Barnes, but we still made Carnoustie playing in the same clothes on Sunday that I wore when I left my house on Friday because my luggage didn't get there until the week before. Found rental clubs on the flight over there. We used Wi-Fi. I had senior flex tour player clubs. Yeah. So it was a very interesting round. And then uh, played in Ireland this past summer at Ashford Castle and uh, Dunmore Links. That's a lot of golf. So we always ask our, our, our fans and our friends who are on the show, what is your best golf shot that you've ever had? Oh, this is easy. We were playing in an old pal match. Uh, it was on hole 17. We were down one going into 17. Guy was popping on us. He hits it to two feet for a three, two. Um, I'm also popping and I have about 135 yards out. I was in the trees. There was a small little window and I took a 48 degree, went right through the hole, two hopped in the hole for a two, one to take the match to 18. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I'm guessing there were money exchanged in that one. So if any of you yes. ever see John Job on the golf course, you're going to uh, know he's always got 18 singles in his pocket because at any given time, he's going to see if he can bet. So Absolutely. Um, favorite course that you've played so far besides Kiwa? Valhalla in Kentucky. Oh my gosh, you're just like name dropping everything. All right, John, uh, as we normally do, a quick nine. So Robbie and I are just going to ask you a few questions back and forth. Um, you can live if you want, but okay. please don't. All right, we already covered this a bit, so I'm going to ask, what's the favorite course that you've played besides Kiowa? Valhalla in Louisville, Kentucky. Sounds like people die there. <laughs> All right, what is your bucket list course? I'm not going to say the one everybody says because I know you're not supposed to say the name, so I'm going Cypress Point. All right, I'm interested in this one. What is the most amount of money that you've spent on a round of golf and where? I think it was right around $1,200 is what I lost in a round. But to actually play, the most expensive was Kiowa at 635 Okay. Jeez. You need to do the uh, sign-up for the Kiowa Marathon or Half Marathon, and you could pay like 140 I don't know if I can walk. <laughs> and then you get to play the course too? Yeah. Oh, wait, well, that's that's the rate for those that are signed up for the marathon. Okay. So, all right. Well, uh, what's your best round of golf ever? In high school, I broke 70 once, uh, shot a 68. That was the best round I've ever had. And it was uh, He's better than us. And Well, and today. But we saw him play today, so it's okay. Um, what is your favorite club in your bag? Hybrid. Which one? Like hybrid three, four? It's a four hybrid. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, what's, the <laughs> most, what's the most random thing you have in your golf bag? Bottle of Pappy? I do have a bag that the bottle of Pappy came in that I use as a tea and Walmart carrier. I would probably say liquid IV. Liquid IV? Yeah. Good stuff. Did you drink some today? I did not. Should I? If you get hot, you have to. You don't have to like stick it in a vein or anything. You just drink it. It's normal. It's good. It's normally for what I did the night before. You put it in a water bottle, shake it up, and then chug it. All right. Uh, what is your favorite golf course logo? Ooh, 
probably Flying Horse out in Colorado Springs. You played there too? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. One of Jonathan's favorites. Best on-course snack. I'm just a simple cheese and cracker kind of guy. I don't want to eat a lot while I'm out on the course. So. All right. And then the last one, who is your favorite pro golfer? Currently still Tiger Woods, but long-term it's probably Arnold Palmer. Yeah. All right. All right. So now we got, uh, we've got the end of the tour championship coming up. Um, 30 guys. Uh, they've made it down to the very end. Who do you think? Do you, what do you think about the format that's there? You know, the way they structure it, um, you know, Scotty starting at 10 and Victor starting at eight. Like, what do you think of that? And then who do you think is going to win? I really like the structure that they do it because it really does incentivize people to play well all year and build up to that standing going into it. And I think it would be a little unfair to kind of penalize some of the guys who have played well all year to come in tied with the other people, even though they've led them the entire year. I honestly think Rory's going to get it done. Scotty's putting at East Lake is going to worry me as fast as those greens are. I think he's going to struggle a little bit. And I think the pressure is going to get to Victor Hovland. Rory's won it before, I think twice now. I think Rory's going to end up getting it done. Okay. John, what do you think? Um, I'm picking Scheffler. I think he was striking the ball well. He missed a shot or two. I think he's going to carry it in. All right. Final question as we kind of wrap up this thing. Uh, Ryder Cup picks are going to be next Tuesday, a week from today where we're recording yeah. now. One, do you think Justin Thomas is one of the picks? And two, who's the most non-talked-about person that's going to make the team? I think Justin ends up making the team, even though I don't necessarily know if I would pick him the way he's playing right now. And I think Dustin Johnson, I don't think a lot of people are talking about him. You hear, if you hear of a live guy, it's always Brooks Kepka who almost automatically qualified technically based on how he finished in the majors. But I think DJ would be a sneaky good pick, and not a lot of people are talking about him right now. Jonathan, what do you think? Do you think uh, do you think any of the live guys get picked? I think now that the deal's been made, at least one or two of them will be brought in. I'm assuming Lefty's not going to make it. I think he's causing enough problems. But yeah, like you said, I mean, Kepka is one of those guys that if you leave him off, then it becomes a whole conversation that you have to deal with at the event. And I think they'd rather just bring him on, let him deal with all the questions without it becoming a whole thing for everybody else. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting. We'll see what happens uh, What happens next week. It'll be great to watch the Tour Championship. Uh, it's going to be hot in Atlanta. Oh. So, um, you know, I hope Lucas Glover brought some pants that aren't see-through or uh, get stains. But anyway, so appreciate you guys being a part of the Whole Story Podcast, our remote edition. Very remote. Very remote. We're, we're, it's like Band-Aids and, and MacGyver out here. So we appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Whole Story Podcast. Yeah.